0: Hello, hello, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Brett Schottkavis, talking about assisted living investing. So today we are gonna be breaking down another myth. This is the third one that I'm going through. And I think this myth uh, is frequently told all over the place and I wanna address it. And if you're new to this space, if you are checking out assisted living investing, I actively invest in assisted living. I own the real estate, I own the operations company, my wife and I do it together and we are continuing to grow our business and expand. I am in this niche currently and I love, love, love this space. But I think there is a lot of misinformation in this space. So if you are considering investing in assisted living, I'm here to show you exactly what we do and how we do it because I think we have a unique niche. We do a luxury memory care mansion. And uh, I wanna talk about one of the myths that I heard when I first got into this and The myth that I heard was you can make $10,000 a month with an RAL, right? And if you don't know what an RAL is, it's a residential assisted living. And when I think residential assisted living, I think it's a six bed, it's an eight bed, it's a 10 bed. You're gonna take a house, you're gonna easily convert it into an assisted living. It's really still a house. It's not a purpose built building. It's not designed for ADA and end of life care. Uh, It's just a house that you're able to, to quickly convert And now you can make $10,000 a month. So in my experience, I, when I first got into this, I ran a six bed and a three bed and I had a live-in manager. And i tell you what, I never came close to making $10,000 a month. So I want to unpack this for you because I think that people um, are attracted to this space. There's a lot of opportunity here. The baby boomer generation is here. There are so many people who need end-of-life care and realistically, there's a huge problem in this space, in this assisted living end-of-life care niche because nobody wants to go to these big facilities anymore especially post-covid everyone hates these things and they're smelly and they're gross and, and people want a realistic option that is not the big smelly facility so there's a lot of interest in this assisted living space if you want to operate or you want to be a passive investor there's a lot of great things you can do here and i really love it because of this But I want to let people know right off the front, if you are doing this or looking to do this, that just taking this idea of I'm going to buy any house anywhere in the country and I'll be able to um, get my license and it'll be no big deal and I'll only have to spend a few grand, maybe 10, 20 grand to renovate the property and I can easily get a license and I can hire someone to run it and I can make $10,000 a month, and then I can scale this. I can open three or four or five, and I can do this, and I'll be set up for life. I'll have passive income, and in my experience, I don't know anyone who does that and who can do it well, and again, I'm talking about this idea of this RAL, this uh, six or eight bed, right? I I know that there is a path to do it on a bigger scale, and I'll break that down for you today, but I wanna address kind of, Right off the front here, this idea that you can just convert a house and have a six-bed or an eight-bed assisted living and make consistent ten thousand dollars a month. So, in my experience, um, I I made a couple grand some months when I ran a six-bed, but realistically, most times I lost money. I lost money, and um, I was just lucky that the property was actually going up in value those couple years that I did it because I sold it, and at least I. I, I made some money selling the property, but cash flow, uh, monthly income—no, I didn't make any single, I didn't make any money in month. So uh, I do know people that do this, right? They they run six beds, they run eight beds, and they do make some money, but not the kind of money that I want to make, and not in the way that I want to make it. So I'll I'll unpack that here. Here, but I like math, and I think numbers don't lie. So let's talk about some numbers here, and we'll use this example of a six bed or an eight bed and if you have six private rooms and you charge five thousand dollars a month now you have six times five grand right so you have thirty thousand dollars a month of income that comes in okay 30, 30 grand a month that sounds good you're like hey that's that's a good amount of money i should be able to take care of my family with that let's work backwards here let's start with some of the expenses okay so an assisted living has 24-hour staff every single day 365 24 hours a day. You have somebody there taking care of people, right? At night, on weekends, on Christmas, somebody's got to be there. So if you are going to run the barest minimum, okay, you're just going to have one staff, one caregiver at $17 an hour. And again, you can adjust the rate for your area, but that's pretty common for where I'm at. So $17 an hour times 24 hours a day, times 30 days a month, plus um, the the estimate that I have in there, about 11% for payroll taxes. Okay. That's a, about 13,500, okay? So you've almost cut your 30 grand already in half. Now, what about expenses? I think for a six bed, it's pretty fair to say about $7,000 in expenses. And um, if you start itemizing it and that kind of stuff, you might be able to say, okay, it should be lower. But the little incidentals that you never think of, that you never really budget in, in my experience, you're gonna be paying about 7,000 as a good little estimate for this. So that's food, that's utilities, that's work comp insurance, maybe liability insurance, the little household supplies, the amount of gloves and different things you go through, towels and all these things. Um, so you budget seven thousand. Okay, so now you're over twenty thousand. You started with thirty, you got fifteen or thirteen thousand five hundred for staffing, and that's not a manager, that's not a cook, that's just one staff, forty hours, um, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, all the whole year, a whole month. Okay, so now then, then there's the property, right? You're gonna have your mortgage, your taxes, your property insurance. So we've put in, we budget $5,000 for that. And again, it may be higher where you're at. Some places are, are really expensive and, and um, interest rates are skyrocketing. So it actually might be higher than that. But if you budget in $5,000 for your property, that leaves you with $4,500 left. Okay, after you bring in your six grandmas and you have your $30,000 a month, you now have four thousand five hundred, so you're for sure not going to make your ten grand. It is literally not possible. Best case scenario, you cannot make the ten grand, but that's just best case scenario, right? So we're not talking about um, when you have one bed empty. We're not talking about when you have to train new staff and you're obviously paying overtime. We're not. We're not even talking about a manager on there. But you say oh well that's why i'm gonna do an eight bed right because i'll bring in an extra ten thousand dollars in income and you know now i'll be making over ten thousand dollars right let's let's break down an eight bed let's talk some numbers here on an eight bed so same example you have eight private rooms at five thousand dollars a month right so five times eight thousand you have forty thousand you think man i gotta be doing well if i'm bringing in forty thousand dollars in rent from these grandmas and grandpas okay now let's talk about staffing because if you're going to have eight people, realistically, one caregiver is not going to be able to handle eight people. There's going to be times when, uh, what about when someone falls, right? And and if it's a heavier set person, literally you're not going to get a 25 year old female caregiver to lift this heavy male or, or heavy female off the floor. Um, a lot of times you're going to need two caregivers. Now, for the sake of cutting costs and being reasonable with these expenses, I'm gonna use a, a two, two and one staffing example. Meaning if you run three eight hour shifts, the nighttime, you don't have to have two people there. Let's say you have one person there at night. So you have two people there for 16 hours a day, one person there eight hours a day. Okay, well, I'm gonna run this math the same way as before, $17 an hour, include payroll tax. That puts me at 22,600. Okay, so I'm starting with 40,000, I'm gonna subtract more than 50% of that, okay? Going to my staffing, two people there, most of the day, one person at night. And then I'm gonna have my, my expenses, okay? I have, I have a little bit of additional expenses. Uh, I'm gonna run my expenses at $8,000 a month. Then my property, I'm assuming, I have two extra bedrooms in there, that my property is a little bit bigger, and so it's gonna be, have a little bit higher of a payment. So I'm gonna run $6,000 for my mortgage. So now 40,000 minus 22,6 minus 8,000, minus 6,000, Where are we at? $3,400. You actually make less money on an eight bed than you do a six bed because of your staffing, right? There's a a magic number of a a ratio that you really need two people to do this for. I I really think you need two people no matter what, even with six, because like I said, if you have someone fall, you realistically need two people to help them up. If you have someone who's you know, in the, in the restroom for 10 minutes and you're assisting them. What about, what if someone does fall during that time? What if somebody rings the doorbell, right? Like I really think you need two people no matter what, but for the sake of this style of assisted living, where you really just can't afford that, this is how I would run it for one person. And, um, I honestly don't see any way to make these numbers work. So you can make 4,500 or 3,400 as a six bed or an eight bed, and that is at 100% occupancy. So if you have 100% occupancy 100% of the year, I don't really think that's realistic, right? I don't think that's gonna happen. What happens when you have one open bed? You are literally losing money. What are the odds that you're gonna have one open bed? Probably pretty high, right? Like it's gonna happen, they are there for end of life. They are there to to pass away. So you're gonna have open beds. And do you really wanna have it where, what if you're just not good at marketing, right? What if What if 100 different things happen? You're gonna be losing money. What if you have two open beds? Do you wanna lose $10,000 a month? How many months in a row could you lose $10,000 before it's unsustainable? Okay, now that's that's with just talking about occupancy. What about overtime? I didn't budget in any overtime. How often do you think you're gonna to have to train new staff? I would say probably one or two times a month, you're gonna have staff turn, right? None of this income is showing anything for overtime. It's not showing anything for benefits. And if you literally only can afford to have one staff there at a time, they have to take on a lot of the workload. And honestly, I think you're gonna be losing staff. You're gonna be turning staff. And we're not even talking about a manager. You cannot afford a manager. There was not a manager or a chef or a marketing person or a bookkeeper or a CPA, any of these things. None of these things were in these expenses. That means that you have to do all of these things. In addition to probably losing money half the year, you have to be the person who shows up every time somebody calls in sick. Every time one of your caregivers gets a flat tire. Every time they just don't feel like coming in. It is now you, you are going there. You are doing that. You are that person on Christmas and on 4th of July. You are the one who's getting the call in the middle of the night. I don't want those calls. I've set up a system that's different than this, so I don't get those calls. So let's talk about another way to do this, right? I say that I have a a memory care mansion and my niche, my favorite number is 16 beds. I think it maximizes the amount of income to my expenses. And I think it's a very strategic number for me. Now, I run a luxury memory care mansion and we make between 90 and $120,000 of income each month, right, meaning from, from my 16 grandmas and grandpas, I wanna be charging six, seven, $8,000 a month. So with this kind of numbers, when your income is literally three to four X, what some of these six or eight beds, my expenses are not proportionally that same amount my expenses might only be double, right? I might be having twice as much expenses as a six or eight bed, but I'm bringing in four times the income of the six or the eight bed. That's why there is such a huge spread here. When you do this kind of model that I'm talking about, you can net 30, 40, 50 plus thousand dollars a month. And it really depends on your income. In some markets, you're able to charge $8,000 a month, 9,000, $10,000 a month your expenses are not proportionally the same. You're not gonna be paying $30 an hour for a caregiver. Your, your food costs, your insurance costs are not gonna be that much higher. When you have a bed rates, um, that, that can really, really, your income is the most important thing, can really push these numbers up here. So income all goes back to how many beds you have to fill, right, and that's why six or eight beds, man, it's just a recipe for stress, for, for being stuck in the system, For literally like being in the rat race trapped on the wheel and you literally have one, two employees. You have no manager and you have no free time. You're just stressed all the time waiting for that phone to ring at 10 o'clock or at 10.15 when your night person is supposed to get there. And you're just nervous every single night. Are they calling in sick? Are they going to show up? Are they going to no call, no show? Do I have to go work it again? Like this is such a hard little niche, this RAL, this six or eight bed, it's not scalable. It's super stressful. I've done it and I think there's a way better way to do this. So if you like this, if you're interested in learning more about our niche, learning more about investing in assisted living, you can do it as an owner operator. You can be there making that bigger money, or you can do it just the real estate side. You could be a passive investor. You could buy these and rent them out. You can rent them on a triple net. You can rent them to the big um, operations companies. There's a lot of opportunity in this space and it's really hot and it's really booming, but there's clearly some misinformation around this space and there's people who are doing bad deals. They're doing deals that they're getting trapped and they're, they're not able to reach any type of financial freedom. They're really just an employee in their own business and they're pretty much working all the time for almost no pay, they might actually be losing money and working that much. So check this out, follow the channel. Again, my name is Brett Shotkavis. I'm doing this right now and I love this niche. It has made a huge impact for my family, for my kids, for myself. We love it, it is super, super rewarding. We are making money and serving a purpose. And um, if you like this kind of stuff and you're interested in assisted living investing, continue to check out the channel. I'm gonna be bringing more stuff like this, breaking down the numbers, and showing real life kind of behind the scenes what is working right now. So much has changed through COVID. So much has changed through inflation. And the numbers are not what they used to be. And the market has shifted, and you have to shift your deal. You have to shift what you're doing. So thank you so much for coming. I will see you all on the next episode.